Welcome to Active Word with Bishop Ishmael Sam of the Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, UDOLGC. Called of God, he ministers under the anointing of his father, Bishop Daghiwad Mills. Bishop Sam is the resident bishop of the Loyalty House International, Abbey Dawenya, of the Dawenya Afenya Link Road. He oversees many churches, both in Ghana and abroad. May the power of God be activated in your life today as you listen to Active Word. Love plant my feet 
Hallelujah. For those of you who are old in the church, this is a special moment in the service where people enter into the pool of Bethesda and take their blessings because they believe that Jesus of Nazareth is passing their way. And for, as far as they are concerned, their shout, their scream is, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. Don't let me live here the same. And this is voluntary, those who are believing. So there's a pool around, and those who have faith, they always rush into it, and they receive a blessing. So God bless you. You are living here with a blessing. We are living here with an answer. We are living here with a breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus and take your seats. Hallelujah. So, as for this one, it works. As for this one, it works. I believe, I know it works. And um, today's a special day. We are starting our special month, and um, whatever we said we would do, we are believing God to start now. So at the appropriate time, I'm going to ask you to tell me the soul that you brought. So if you started going for sheep, you went for rabbits. <laughs> you went for rabbits and grass cutters. So, they told you everything that, oh, I'm ready for you. But as you went, thrum, they have swept you. That's why you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know how to do it. So, it's still on. I have the numbers of all the ministries who are in church. And the number of people we are supposed to multiply today. So, whether rabbits or sheep. You have to account for the souls that you have brought to the appropriate time. But this is a wonderful month. It's a wonderful month. And, and also it's a special month. And I'm sure that throughout this month, you may find this here and there that the church, is way, the church, the worship may delay. But we are sure to believe God to close at the appropriate time. I think the older people have taken over this Obawa, and the young people rather... Obaya. The young people are saying Obaya, and the old people are saying Obawo. Young people, is that what you are saying? Let me hear you. Let me hear you. Ah, because this is I hear Obawo, Obawo from here. Aha. Uh-huh. Then the young people rather cool that what take care Obaya. Is that correct? Eh? Yeah, Chenna Yako, what take Obaya? Uh, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now today I want to talk about Jesus' attitude towards Anna. What Jesus says about Anna. What is it? But before then, what provoked the Anna that Jesus talked about? What provoked the Anna Jesus talked about is the anointing. Is the anointing. Do you get it? It's the anointing. So, everything we are going to talk about Anna in this service 
has to do with the anointing and also principles, if you like. Anointing and also principles. So, to make you understand the spirituality of what we are doing, my um, question to you is what is the anointing? What is the anointing? My question to you is that what is the anointing? It's very, very important because you have to know what you are doing. Many times, when you know what you are doing, it's what makes you have the faith, what brings the faith to do what you are doing. So in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So Jesus, as a result of something, went about doing good and healing, healing all that were oppressed. And, as a, and it's, the reason was also that God was with him. You get it? So Jesus did all that he did because of the anointing. Because of the anointing. So when we speak of the anointing, and, and um, where's the book? By the time we finish reading, by the time we finish teaching this, I would encourage all of you to have gotten this book, The Anointed and His Anointing. This powerful book. I want you to read it. You know that this few months will not be enough for us to finish, but I want you to read it and understand it very well. Amen. Okay. So, when we speak of the anointing, we are speaking of the person of the Holy Spirit. Because how God anointed Jesus with fright all. How God anointed Jesus with engine oil. <laughs> or how God anointed Jesus with coconut oil. He said, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost and with power. So the anointing is a person. And is the person of the Holy Spirit. That's why I said, for God was with him. Jesus said, for God was with him. So the anointing is the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, the king was anointed. And whether, one thing I like about these things that they do, especially in UK and things, is the fact that whether you like it or not, you hear the name Jesus. You hear Holy Spirit. And Jesus didn't say that everybody will receive. He said, many will hear my name. Do you get it? You hear Jesus, you hear the Holy Spirit, you hear about anointing, you hear Zadok the priest. The song, the song they sang for the anointing, Zadok the priest. You hear all this. And it's nice for the whole world to hear about Jesus, whether you like it or not. Whether they, are, whether they even mean it or not. You are hearing about Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is a person. And the Holy Spirit is the anointed. When it says somebody is anointed, it means for God is with him. You get it. When somebody is anointed, God is with him. Because the Holy Spirit is what has been put on that person. Hallelujah. And that's why Jesus was able to go around and do all 
the things he did because the, of the anointing, which also meant God is or was with him. So when he says someone is anointed, it means God is with a person. Tell me, you understand me? So somebody is anointed, it means God is with the person. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So, the next question I wanted to do is that where exactly is the anointing? Where exactly is the anointing? You know, where exactly is the anointing? Now, I want you to know that the anointing is found in the anointed man. You get it. The anointing is found, one, in the anointed man. Two, the anointing is found with the anointed man. So God is in you. Are you getting it? God is in you. And God is with you. He, his name shall be called what? Emmanuel, which means God with us. So God is with you. And then the anointing is found upon the anointed man. Upon the anointed man. And the anointing is inseparable from the man whom God has anointed. You can't separate his presence. You can't separate the man from the man who is anointed. Hallelujah. So, we are going on, isn't it? We are going on to see then what is Jesus saying about the anointing. Amen. Now, what is Jesus saying about the anointing and Anna? It is very, very, very important. What is Jesus saying about the anointing and Anna? Which is a very special thing. Because whatever Jesus says, whatever Jesus says makes us, or whatever he does, his reaction to anything makes us to know what he thinks about that thing. You understand? If you have to do anything, based on what he thinks about that thing. So I want, for instance, Jesus' reaction to the woman who was caught in adultery shows us, shows us what Jesus' attitude towards what she did. Do you remember, do you remember that thing? When the, Jesus was, when the woman was caught in adultery, what happened? When they brought him to Jesus, they brought her to Jesus. Remember, they were, they were stoning her. And they were going to kill her. And then they met Jesus. They met Jesus. And then Jesus said something. Or he did something. What did he say? And what did he do? He asked them, if you have not sinned before, be the first to cast the stone. You get it. Then after, then Jesus said, go and sin no more. So immediately, it teaches us Jesus' attitude towards these things and how to deal with it. Do you get it? And he told them that all of them were hypocrites. They've all been doing it because they've not been caught. Go and he said, cast the first stone. Nobody was able to cast a stone. Well, they were going to kill the woman for adultery. They said, oh, cast the first stone. So, and everybody was quiet. 
Hey. Can I give you a stone to be the person to cast the first stone? Maybe because these are pastors. These are. <laughs> Do you get it? But it shows us Jesus' attitude. Is that not so? In the same way, there is a scripture in the Bible that is very, very instructive about Jesus' attitude to Anna and the anointing. Anna and the anointing. So how we are honoring the man. Why are we honoring him? Do you get it? We are honoring not the person, but we are honoring the presence of God in the person's life. Do you get it? For God was with him. And how God anointed. Nicodemus told Jesus, no one can do this thing except God was with him. You know, sometimes you have to be able to just by standing aside and looking, see that, no, this one is supernatural. This is not normal. Are you getting it? You should be able to say, this is not normal. This is supernatural. And if you cannot see it, then in some way, do you get it? God Nicodemus was not born again, but he could stand aside and see that, no, this is not normal. This is supernatural. Are you getting it? So you need to be able to do that. Now, let's go to our main scripture in Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. Jesus and his attitude towards honoring the anointing. Mark chapter 14, verse 3 to 8. It says that, And being in Bethany, and being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, very precious. And she break the box, break the box, and poured it on his head. Wow. He did, she did what? She did what? Broke or break? She did what? Break the box. <laughs> she broke the box and poured it on his head. The next verse. And the Bible says, And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this waste of the ointment made? There were some. They were bored. They had indignation in themselves. And they said, why was this waste of the ointment made? Next verse. For, they even had a reason. For it might have been sold for more than 100 pence to build an SHS building in the community. And they murmured against her. For it may have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the community as a recreational center. KVIP or hospital or something that will benefit. Benefit the community. Not the community. Basically what? 
community. Yes. That will be benefit the community. You see. And they murmured against her. This verse. Listen. Jesus is come to talk. And Jesus said, Who said? Who said? Who said? Oh, you are not saying it loudly. Who said? Jesus said, Let her alone. Let her alone. And some of you must let them alone. Simply let us alone. And let them alone. Let them alone. Jesus is the one talking. Oh. And Jesus is reacting to the fact that somebody has come to the, um, the, the ointment that somebody traveled and bought for her. Designer that I use for your husband. You are going to break it. Huh? And look at what you are using it for. You didn't even break it to put in a man's dress. You broke it and you are wiping his feet with your hair. What do you mean? What a waste. But Jesus said, let her alone. Let her alone. And often it's let her alone. Not him. Shabbasakata. Often. The hairs are the ones who really want to do those things. The hymns. Ah. The hymns were the ones who were analyzing. They were the ones calculating. The hymns. Do you get it? The hymns. They were down there calculating this, this, this. But the hairs. Oh, they would give. They would give. Happily giving. Let her alone. Hymns. Let her alone. Hymns. I think there's a show called him or her. His, his and her. H and M. Uh-huh. His and her. Is it still there? Okay. Good. Next time you'll be there. You don't even know where it is, so you don't know what to say. Let her alone. You see, let me tell something. You know the faith I was preaching about? Most of the people who really can walk in faith are women and children. Yeah. That's when we joined and had a vision. He said, when he went, women were seated at the most important portions in heaven mothers and children. <laughs> the fathers were in the middle class, middle class, economy premium. <laughs> the fathers were in economy premium. And the mothers were business and first class were locked in heaven. Oh. In heaven, mothers and children, they were the ones. But the fathers, economy premium to the back of the plane, and you two are fat, you can't even move your body. Hey, children, let's turn about, uh, we'll come back to what I'm preaching, but let's. Let's go. Let her alone is what has brought this one. 
So let's go to John 6, 5 to 11. Just let her alone. I mean, I was just driving and I heard somebody preaching and mentioned, they said, wow, this is wild. John 6, 5 to 11. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company came unto him, he said unto Philip, when shall we buy bread that this may eat? Do you remember the story? When shall we buy bread that this may eat? Next verse. And this he said to prove him. It means that faith. He was trying to prove their faith. So the faith I've preached, it will be proven. So this he said to prove him. For he himself knew what he would do. You know, when God is saying, give and it shall be given, give your, he knows what he will do. The main father God is asking you questions that he doesn't have answers. I mean, when God asked Adam, where are you? Do you think he didn't know where Adam was? He knew where Adam was, but he just asked, where are you? And you two are being smart. You think you are being smart. Do you get it? He said so that he would know. He would know. He knew what he would do. He knew what he would do. Then the next one. Verse, next verse. Philip answered him. 200 penny worth of bread. The hymn. You get it? The hymn. Answered him. 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them. That every one of them may take a little. So the hymn has done all the calculations. He said, hey, that analysis is a science student. He realized 6,000 people, if you're buying 200 pennyworth, it will not be enough. You get it. Then the next verse. Then listen. One of the disciples, Andrew Simon, one of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here which had five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? Now, what I want to say is that there is a lad here. There's a child here. You see, let me tell you, at that time, there were other adults who had something there. Yeah. There were other adults who had something there. But he was afraid. Calculations. That's so when it comes to face it, unless you become like what? Little children. Little children. Little children. You cannot receive. Little children. He said, There is a lad. Because he looked at the people sitting in front. Said, mm. As for these guys, every adult hit his bread and loaf. Because when they were going, they knew that where they were going, there was no food. So they hid their bread and loaf. Then rather he pointed to a small boy that the mother had sent him to go and sell bread. Yeah. But you see, children. When they ask, well, bring it. Next verse. They said that. And Jesus said, make the people even but they said, make the people sit down. Now there was so much in the there was so much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number of about five thousand. 5,000 mega church. You see, Jesus didn't mention 500, 200, where two or three are gathered, this kind of thing. 5,000! Surely Sunday. Yeah. 
Jesus is interested in big numbers. He's not interested in small, small numbers. 5,000, it was mentioned. 5,000. Hey. And they sat down, the next verse. And Jesus took the loaves from the small boy. <laughs> he took the loaves from And the small boy didn't say anything. The small boy, he gave to Jesus. But Jesus, get! Get, come for my bread! Come for my loaf! Then the adults were sitting down. The small boys, it's only small boys and things who do this type of thing. How can you feed 5,000? It's, it's a small boy, that's why he's doing that. He doesn't have experience. Small boys are young. Small boys are young. He doesn't have experience. Women are emotional. They don't think with their head. They think with their hearts. Women, you wait. One day your wife will start thinking with her head. You see. You keep when it comes to God, you keep saying that. She will start thinking with her head and you see. <laughs> May you rip thousand times. They don't think with their heart. They, they, they think with their hearts. So that's what was happening. And when you go back to our story that we are preaching, you see that that's what they said. In um, uh, um, just John, Mark 14, 3 to 8. Where were we? Jesus said, let her, let her alone. Jesus said unto them, let her alone. Let those who are giving, let them, let them alone. Why trouble her? Why trouble her? And what Jesus said, say, she has done a good work on me. You see, what you were complaining about, oh, as long as Jesus was concerned, it was a good work. It was a good work. Many of you, are the things that men are telling you, if only you see God's mind about what you are doing. If you only you see God's mind about what you are doing. So if Jesus had not said that and it had been left there, can you imagine what would have happened in our days and our time? Very sad. But Jesus said, no. It's a good thing. Good work that she has done. It's a good work that she has done. Hallelujah. Next verse. For you have the poor with you always. Hey, the KVIP, they will always need roads. They will always need um, hospitals. You will never finish building roads. They're poor. I saw a place in America. I couldn't believe that it's in America. Hey! That poverty, I'm not sure any one of you here would ever want to live in that poverty. Right in the U.S. Nobody will want to live in that poverty. The poor, you will always have with you. Always. So when you say, hey, this thing, they are spending money on this, they are spending money on this. Listen, even the name of Jesus mentioned at the coronation of the king is enough to tell a story. So sometimes you don't know, certain things are symbolic. And they make people somehow, it shapes them. It, it brings their mind onto something like Christmas. You know, these Christians haven't stopped celebrating Christmas. And eh, what is Christmas? We don't even know when Jesus was born. You were you born? Whether you don't know when he was born or not, he was born. There was a born. 
So by celebrating it, you are just bringing people's mind. Do you know that that's why up to, to, to today, some people don't say Merry Christmas. Down there, are fighting against it. They say Happy Holiday. Why are they fighting it? Because of Christ in it. So certain things are very huge for even if, if for nothing. As a symbolism of something is good. Memorial is good. You know, when they were doing this, the, the king, say, God bless the king. Meanwhile, you say there's no God. Haven't you heard them say there's no God? These are the people who are following big bang theories, but they simply are saying that all of them did you hear? God bless the king. God bless the king. That's how you say there's no God. So, you see, you yourself, what you are saying, you are, you are, you are actually, and they say that at the mention of his name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is. This is what it means. This is what it means. This is what it means. <laughs> In case you don't know, see, some of you watch this, but you don't understand the implication of what you are watching. You don't understand the spiritual implication of what you are watching. Because if Ghana was to crown a king, who watch it? How many? Do you know the billions of who watch this thing? All over. By your hometown king, when they crowned him, who watched it? Even Metro TV, did they hate? <laughs> Limited to UTV and so very few. This one, whole world. The premiership was suspended. Delayed starts. Everybody, all for all, so that we can hear, God bless the king. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Ah, was so nice and beautiful. I said, praise be to God. It was anointed. You don't know Zedok, that's why you don't even know what they say, Zedok, the priest, you don't understand. Hey, so it's good. Say amen. amen. Wonderful. So, Jesus, says attitude towards the honor of the anointing is that it's a good thing. Number one, this story has several noteworthy points. Number one, a great expense was bestowed on Jesus Christ. Do you remember? And yet, Jesus received and accepted this great and expensive thing that was done. He accepted it fully. Jesus did not rebuke the woman or curse her. Jesus did not say that she, she had done something that was wrong. So that's Jesus' attitude. It's not wrong to honor the anointing. With the choices and the most precious of whatever you have, it's all wrong. Number two, if you read the story, you see that some people consider the great expense to be a great waste. To what purpose is this waste? Do you remember? Some people. But what did Jesus say? But Jesus did not think so. They said it's a wrong thing. It's a great expense wasted. But Jesus did not think so. What did Jesus say? He thought it was a good thing that the woman has done. In fact, Jesus asked people to leave her alone. And not bother or trouble her for what she had done. She actually told, leave her alone. So as far as Jesus thought, it was a great thing. Yes. And you have to think like Jesus. 
because the spiritual implications of it. Jesus, the next thing we, are, we, we learn from it is that Jesus accepted the honor that was done him and made many eternal comments about her. Eternal comments. He accepted it and made powerful eternal comments about her. He said that this, this woman's name shall be mentioned everywhere. The gospel will be preached. So his attitude is that it's a good thing. Commended her and made eternal comments about her. He, he said, honor and riches will be bestowed on her. Including today, we are mentioning her name. We are mentioning her name today. Hallelujah. So understand what it means. Hallelujah. And listen to the next thing Jesus said. She has wrought a good work. She has done a good thing. Hallelujah. Why would Jesus say something is good if it's bad? Why would he say it's good if it's bad? That's what Jesus said. And read your Bible. That what you are hearing today, Jesus too heard it. It could have been better if it was sold and given to the poor. How many haven't you heard comments and statements like this? That, oh, they should have, they should have done this, they should have done that. They should, have you have heard also all oh, manner of even you yourself have made some before. Even yourself. You have said it severally. Amen. He says she has done a good work. Kobe. Hey, Tony, sorry. She has done what? A good work. It is a good work to honor the anointing. That is why it's a good work that you have brought to one soul. Yeah. It's a good work. It's, it, it's not too much. Too much to go the extra mile to bring your extra soul to honor. It's a, it's a good thing. Hallelujah. It's a good thing. And then the next one here, just two and we'll close. This is also another elderly pair. The kids are still... <laughs> When I hear the bass, I know where it's coming from. So the next thing Jesus said, per what he said to the, the, his response was that she has done what she could. She has done what? Yeah. You know, there are people, they can never do much. And Jesus also proved it at the, the offering, when he was watching the offering, and people were giving. And somebody went to give an offering of two denarii and say, ah, she has done more than all these people. You get it. Say she has done what she could. Is that she couldn't do? She can't be a pastor. She couldn't become a, a, an apostle. Say, but what she can is to just honor, and she has done it. What she has is what she has done. It don't matter how. It's what you can do from your heart. What you can do. She couldn't, maybe she's not Joseph of Arimathea to go and buy a tomb and say, I'm going to bury you in it. But all that she can, the small perfume she had, she will break it and wash his feet. And say, she has done what she could. Yes. She has done what she could. That is all that she can do. And don't compare yourself with anybody 
do what you can do. The only thing you need to do is be able to do beyond what you can do. A little bit more. Attempt great things. Attempt a little bit more. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, are you here with me? Oh, these people here, they don't understand what I'm saying. I think I'm going to this place. I, oh, they, they are not receiving me. Oh, okay, then I have to close. I'm closing. I'm closing the service. Hey, oh, those are the back there. Is that? Okay. Okay, then. He said, he has done what she could. So what you can do. You may not be able to bring 20 people to church on Sunday, but you can bring one person to Sunday on Sunday. Do it! One. You know who the person who can say you have done? Only God knows what you can do. Some of you brought one person, but God, you could have brought five people. So even this morning, you have done nothing. And some of you, you didn't even bring anybody, but the effort you did before you came here, God is even pleased with you. Hey, you see, you see, you see, you see. <laughs> hey, you people. <laughs> you, are, you are waiting for this one. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> it's what <worth> encouraging. <laughs> she has done what she could. Simple. So do what you can. And that's why I don't that you sit down. That's why I don't understand sometimes when people complain. Let's say the church says we are buying air conditioners. The church says we are buying air conditioners. When we say we are buying air conditioner, somebody can say, Oh, I can buy, I can give ten thousand dollars. But when you look at yourself, no, I don't have, but I still want to be part of this thing. But I can give a hundred dollars, I can give fifty dollars, I can give ten CDs. And as far as God is concerned, that is, look, even if they took your blood from you, that's all that you can give in exchange for your blood. That's all that you can give. Do you get it? So you have done what you can. That, you see, that's why you don't compare. You don't compare because God doesn't do any compare. God sees your capacity. Capacity and then he expects you to do what you can do. Are you getting what I'm saying? So in honor, in honor, you do what you can, but you push yourself. So she has done what she could. Is that not so? And then Jesus commended her on wisdom. We are commended on the wisdom and the foresight. Wisdom and the foresight. Do you get it? It means that Jesus was saying that some people, uh, they wait for people to die before they honor them. You know, some of you said, oh, I'm waiting for... You know, some people have actually put money down for some people's funerals. <laughs> what if a person dies in a plane crash and you don't get the body? What will you do? Yeah. What if you don't get the body? Recently, somebody we knew, he got drowned. So what will you do? Jesus said, this woman, eh, what she has done is prophetic. Actually, Jesus was going to die. 
And then when you die, you need to be anointed. But all of us know the way they, they killed Jesus by crucifixion, he couldn't be anointed. So she said that she has done it before his death. She has even done a deeper thing. So sometimes when things are happening and people are criticizing, they don't know how deep, how spiritual that thing is. Because you are just looking at things on the surface of things. On the surface of things. But you don't know how deep and how spiritual that thing is. Yeah. So, when you are honoring the anointed, what you are doing, and next week I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you actions. What happens to you when you honor the anointed because of the anointing? You see what will happen. Are you getting it? So, it's a, it's a deep thing to honor the anointed. So, when we say that, Oh, our father's birthday. Our father's birthday. It's like we are going to do a one month long program. Basically to do what? So winning. You must be happy to be part of it. Be part of it. Honor the anointing. And as you are adding, we say plus one. But but you are plusing, you have been from pluses to your life. Plus one. You see, it's deeper than you think. What we are doing is deeper than you think. He said, you don't know what this woman has done. I'm going to die a, very, some, a death that nobody can anoint me. And you know how it is that if you die, they don't anoint you. So she's doing it ahead of time. You don't know the spirituality of it. People are talking. So you have also stopped, uh, stopped doing it. But you don't know that it's a, it has a deep spiritual implication. You don't know that it has a deep... Can you imagine that you sow the seed... And that seed has changed your child from introducing your child as a boy. The next time I realized he's 21 years and he's come to introduce his girlfriend to you. And when he came, the girlfriend was a man. These are the things, so future things that you are changing, but you can't see. This woman was doing a deep thing. A foresight by you, eternal foresight, but you can't see. You can't see that hey, this thing is a powerful thing. But the Bible says it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. You'll be there. They count a woman with a, a man with an Adam's apple. I said, This is my girlfriend. Yes. With beard and bald head. It is my girlfriend. And your daughter will come with another girl who has played basketball and has become tough. Mommy, can you meet my can you meet my boyfriend? Hey. When the boyfriend comes. Hey. hey. Deep, deep things are happening when you honor the anointing. Powerful things. Powerful. That's why you have to be like the lad. Though. Be the, like the lad. But all the big men have hit their bread and their, and their fish. You say, oh, it's this small boy who has bread and fish. And many of you, when we are doing families, you, you hide your money. You hide your money. Hey! You 
don't sit down, we are closing. You see, you see, you see. Mao say, your people, your people, they are changing. You see. So, let Anna. Hallelujah. Let Anna. So, we are honoring our father. Next week is plus three. Times three. You are canceling some spiritual things in the realms of the spirit. Canceling some spiritual things in the realm of the spirit. Yeah. And put your hands together for God somebody and let's take our seats. Wonderful. So God bless you for coming and um, let's do what we have to do. Amen. Now, every eye closed, every head bowed. Maybe you have been here before, but deep, deep down in your heart, you are not sure you are saved. You don't know whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. And you want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. And you are still sitting there. This is not your first time, but you don't know whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. Or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus for me to pray for you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Lift up your hand. I'm going to pray with you. Say, Pastor, I don't want to die and go to hell. I want to know that I'll go to heaven when I die. And I want my sins forgiven. Lift up your hand wherever you are. Those of you seated, close your eyes. God bless you. I've seen all those hands. God bless you. Lift it up high. Up high. God bless all of you. God bless all of you. God bless all of you. Catty stars and ashes, please. God bless all of you. God bless. Now, if your hand is up, kindly stand to your feet wherever you are. God bless you. All of you, stand to your feet wherever you are. And come and join us. Put your hands together for them. So many of them. Put your hands together for them as they come. God bless you. They've been here before, but they are not sure. They go to heaven when you die. Come, all of you, come. And let's pray together. God bless you. Oh, put your hands together for them. So many of them. Hey, so they would have left us and gone home. Please, those of you who came to um, us. Okay, you take your seat. Those who came, who brought, take your seat. You come back and let these ones come. Those who brought people to church, take your seat. You come back and let these ones come. Oh, wow. Put your hands together for Jesus. Now, those of you here, I know some of you are already born again. Someone invited some to you are not born again. But I want the whole church to join in as we say this. Let's mean it. Let's believe it. And we are giving our life to God. We are changing our lives forever. So let's all say this together. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for today. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He came to die. Came to die for my sins. For my sins. Right now, right now, I confess. I confess that I'm a sinner. That I'm a sinner. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, and I ask you, Lord to Jesus, forgive me. To forgive me of all my sins. Of all my sins. Wash me. Wash me with your blood. With your blood. As I confess again. As I confess again. With my mouth. With my mouth. That Jesus. That Jesus is Lord. Is Lord. Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus from, today, from today, I give my life to you. I give my life to and you. I give my heart to you. I give my heart 
From today, you are my Lord. You are my Lord. And I am your child. And I am your child. From today, from today, I am yours. I am yours. And you are mine. And you are mine. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just as I am. You have accepted me. You have accepted and made me your own. Thank you once again. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For the person who brought me to church. Bless that person. For bringing me to church today. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you for listening to Active Word by Bishop Ishmael Sam. For copies of today's message or any other message by Bishop Sam, please contact us on 0244-534-816 or visit us at Loyalty House International, Abed Dawenya. You can also send Bishop Sam an email at pastorishmael at yahoo.com. For prayer and counseling, you can contact us on 246 939-984. To support this program, send your donations via mobile money to 055-874-2922 or 050-940-0044. You can join us in worship via YouTube and Facebook Live at Bishop Ishmael Sam-DHMM. Also at Loyalty House International HQ page. You can also join us in worship this and every Sunday in our powerful gathering service at 9 a.m. at the Loyalty House International Abedowenya. God bless you.